Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So do remember, guys, before we get cracking with today's episode, the more you like, the more you subscribe, the bigger, the badder the guests are getting. It's one of the reasons today's show has got such amazing guests is because more people are liking and more people are subscribing. Hello and welcome to Man Baggage. My name is Russell Kane and I'm here once again to empty my man baggage of its viscous insights. We started in the area of blokes don't talk enough. Men, oh, This is still true, by the way. Men don't talk enough. Men don't communicate enough. Let's sort of create a space where we take a subject each week and make men talk on the subject we wished men would talk about. The unexpected consequences been... I think it might even be like 55% female listenership because it turns out as much as we have a problem with men communicating, we have more of a problem with women wondering what the fuck is going on with men. Seems to be more, that seems to be more of a question that's being asked. So if you tell Gary, Dave and Terry, men don't communicate with each other enough, they go, yeah, I know, pint please. If you say that to women, they say, but why? Let's lit an aromatherapy candle, let's have a debate and let's get to the bottom of why this is happening. And that's where man baggage comes out of. It's a 50-50 Haynes manual for boys, girls and everyone on the spectrum in between Twitter. Please don't cancel me. Although I do like boy wizards and girl ones and gender neutral ones. Expelliarmus to the face. JK Rowling. And what a guest I've got this week joining me. Before I tell you about the subject that we're going to delve into, let's just take a moment to be astounded by the two guests I've managed to get this week. The man's head who I'm drilling into is none other than Greg Rutherford. A track and field legend, obviously, but I know him as, as a dancer <laughs> and, prof- and professional professional ginger. He turned he turned uh, professional ginger in his teens. He was in the amateur ginger league till he was about fourteen. Turned professional, and it was he went from there into track and field. <laughs> do people with red hair compete in a separate category, or do you run against uh, blonde and brew? <laughs> Do you know what? I love that. That's probably the best intro I've ever had. Professional ginger, I'm, <laughs> and I'm prouder of that than probably anything else in my life. To be totally honest, now not so much well, when everyone I was... turns pro. Well, that's the thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of stick you have to take to get there, I think. I think maybe that's what it's on the bronze. Exactly. How much abuse you get over the years is to whether or not you can go pro or not. <laughs> so I would definitely like to think that I am most certainly pro now. Thank you. Yes. Well, you're about three years away from ticking a diversity box. Just hang in there. <laughs> um, I'm joined by a female guest as well. Why? But this is a man's area. Why do we have to have women ruining bloke stuff? Yet again, it's political correctness gone mad. Not that you're allowed to say a woman exists anymore, Gary. I know women have been abolished. But I'm joined by a female for this for this reason. 
were Greg and I to sit here exchanging thoughts about men and what men think back and forth, we would inevitably reflect on what women think. And that would tempt us, I'm afraid to say, Greg, to drift into possible sexist generalisations, which we could not back up, which might not be true, or that might be true. And we need verify. That's why it's so important to have a strong female auditor each week. And we smashed it out of the park this week with Giovanna Fletcher, obviously a very successful author, book writer generally. Anything she publishes seems to just sell in its hundreds of thousands. But also champion of the, well, I'm going to call it the jungle out of nostalgia, but I'm a celeb champion. I mean, that is quite some skill range, Giovanna, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just went into a castle and, you know just rested and uh, cooked some food and and chatted to people for three weeks it was a it was a really nice time it actually it felt like a bit of a time off it felt like a holiday <laughs> if I'm honest and uh, and I think going into it everyone's like you've got cameras on you 24 7 but actually in everyday life you've got people at you all day long mm, so actually to switch off from that was actually it, 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 it was it was lovely it's quite some difference though isn't it going from author to like eating like broad testicles or something <laughs> well being an author where you're on your own the whole time. I couldn't imagine imagine Ian McEwan filleting a kangaroo's cock. I, just can't, I, just can't I wonder if he has. <laughs> you should get him on and ask him. I was going to say as well, I think it's only a, only a parent can say that going into something like the jungle or the castle is a holiday, isn't it? I mean, that, that's the big thing. I sort of look at it and think, yeah, no, I get that. A holiday. I going, fully get going that. Going to work's a holiday. <laughs> haven't, haven't you ever, as a parent, let's be completely honest, been ill, not seriously, but like quite bad, like food poisoning, shitting yourself in bed, and it's still sort of a nice little holiday. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I broke my ankle at the start of the year, and I've got to say, that week where I spent in holiday, in bed, just in case the kids jumped on me, it felt like a holiday. I was Netflix, chilling, you know, in pain, but yeah. uh, it was a holiday as well. It well, um, we'll use that as a, and sorry for the painful pun, jumping off point. Um, <laughs> Very good. And you too, Greg, Greg I suppose. <laughs> and uh, into today's topic, which feels relevant to what we've just said, because we're going to talk about self-care, cap S, cap C, because it's sort of become a thing now. It's a section in the mm. bookshop. It's a thing online. It's a term in its own right, cap S, cap C. It's the practice of taking an active role in protective one's well-being and happiness in particular during periods of stress, or one could argue as a preventative, as Giovanna was doing, like you take self-care in advance for any batterings that may be coming our way. So I'm going to start with the difficult, impossible trap questions I always do, and I only want you to answer in your experience. There's no one is on here to get cancelled, I bloody hope. But do you think, Giovanna, that men care less about self-care than women? In your experience? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I would say, no, they don't. And I, I think the act of self-care, and I don't know whether I'm coming at it from a mum point of view, the act of self-care when you're a mum, it's tinged with this guilt. So if I go for a run I, I, or a walk, whatever, I, I feel this guilt while I'm doing it of, oh, but there's so many, you know, I'm, gonna take, I'm taking the time away. Or Whereas actually I feel like a man, a dad might be able to do that and just be in the activity and not, mm -hmm. and not and I guess it's what you define as self-care. You know, is self-care going to get your hair or your nails done or is it going off and Definitely. just losing yourself <laughs> on a run for half an hour? Both. Or going... Both, both, both yeah, those things. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, it's up to you. It, it's what you find useful to you. So I feel like, for me, I think men are quite good at self-care in the sense of they're able to relinquish responsibilities and just go for it. I think from my point of view, um, and I've had these conversations with Susie, my partner, plenty of times, I'm going to agree 100%. I find it very easy just to go off and go for a run. <laughs> 
And, and you know what? It's only because now I've been made aware that I find it so easy is that I now feel slightly bad about it. And I'm going to say slightly bad because I still go and do it quite regularly. Mm. And I don't know if it's different for me. Like going for a run is probably one of the most important things for me or trying to work out. And, and if we're talking about, obviously we are talking about self-care here, that, that for me is a big part for me. And obviously that comes from my life being all about physical activity. But for me, mm. when I can't do it, and I've, I've just, I'm coming out the back end of a period of four months of being unable to do it, I realise how much it affects me. So I think I've probably developed knowing the need to go out and do it. And equally, I'm very happy to go and do it because... Yeah, I feel like I, I sort of have to, if you like, as well, which is, a, a funny, I think I'm a better person around the house when I'm content and able to go out and do the odd thing. And that sounds terrible. But that is the thing, though. No, but taking that half hour to just go out and have a bit of time for yourself. Like, I, I know that I can go out feeling quite stressed, but I come back, nothing has changed. But everything is just sort of elevated a little bit. So it is so important to go out and take that time. But it does, for me, make me feel a little bit guilty at the same time, which I know is ridiculous and counterproductive, but... Do you think men and women's definition of self-care is different? Do you think men are more likely to give, like, a physical answer? Like, a go and, like, beat up the punch bag or go for a run or go and, like, no. shout wanker at a tree. And I just... <laughs> lets that steam. I just did that. And, and the girls actually, are like, yeah. I just like... I like, a, I like a reflective moment with my frankincense candle. I think it's down to the individual because even, like, for me, I would say it's a physical thing or it's it's a doing thing, whether that's gardening. I, I just spent, like, a few weeks knocking down a brick wall in the garden. That, to me, felt weirdly like self-care because I wasn't thinking... I wasn't... All of my other responsibilities were gone. I was just focused yes. on this brick wall. And um, whereas, you know, for other women, it might be going to the now place <laughs> nail salon and getting the nails done or getting the hair done whereas for me I, I don't like that stuff because I get like ants in my pants I need to be doing something yeah. so I think it's down to the individual I'm sure men are the same I'm sure some men like going out for a run whereas other men love their self-care is seeing their mates and watching the football maybe yeah but do you do you think the term itself though has got like a, a feminine taint I mean it's all very it's all very well being middle class and saying what we like but if you look at your average like working class bloke Terry and Gary and Lee and Darren on the WhatsApp group. One of them said, I'm going to just have a day off for a bit of self-care, lads. I can't see that going by without some banter coming back. Does anyone use the term? Well, I think they do, yeah. I think they do. Really? A bit of self, self-pampering would, would be another way. Yeah. A, pam, a pamper day. Try being a bloke who's into bath bombs and see what your life's like. <laughs> and there are, there are a How lot of that, us. Russell? There's a lot of us. <laughs> do you know what? I haven't tried bath bombs yet, but the kids are obsessed with them, so maybe I'm missing a trick there. That's... Forget all this running malarkey. I mean, maybe I just need a good bath bomb. Can you imagine your career's over because you've discovered the bath bomb? <laughs> My career is over. Greg Rutherford is no longer an athlete. <laughs> you said, I'm such a violent one, you're out for another four months. <laughs> <laughs> I can trip over a flat floor, to be honest. That will happen. It was a lavender one, did both machines. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What about sort of negative self-care that gives you the positive outcome? So, for example, uh, myself and Lindsay went out last night. We drank way too much tequila and ate shit chicken. Definitely took time (laughs) off of our life definitely feel like shit today but weirdly needed or having a bad day i'm not talking about people that have got a compulsive eating problem i'm just saying treat yourself now and again to a mackie d's so it's it's self-care mentally but physically detrimental it's a sort of paradox of self-care no but you can get so much out of eating and drinking i mean obviously well fundamentally we have to do it to, to survive but if there's that food that is a bit a bit crap and and it, you know it's not great for you but that's what's going to make you happy. I mean, obviously, as long as it doesn't turn into something all the time, I think, because obviously then your health's going to suffer yeah. from that. And that's just a, it's got a sort of snowballing effect of, of, of issues. But no, I think there's no issue with that at all. And I think this is the big, the big problem in, in the world as well, is that you're told so often you can't do so many things or you shouldn't do that, that actually you then completely mm. remove it from your life in, in every aspect, which then means that actually you crave it more. Then when you do it, you feel even worse about yourself. And it's just a vicious spiral. So I think you have to. Food, like for me, food's a big thing. I had to say so, like no so often to food when I was an athlete. And then I've sort of come out the back end of that. And look, if I fancy a cream cake at midnight, I'll eat a cream cake at midnight. And it's such a good feeling to me now because there's like a level of, oh, this is a bit naughty. But equally, it's, it's those sort of 15 years of saying no to that that I now get to absorb and have a great time with it. So... I think there, there has to be a place for enjoying food and drink. Yeah, and it's not like you're doing it all the time. I, I, Russell, how did it feel? Like, talk us through the feeling that you had when you were eating that dirty chicken, oh, dancing great. the night away with tequila. Where we go, we went to the after party for this play we went to see, had a bit of a dance, got in. It was already 1am, it's way too late. And then we got the Deliveroo out, and I was like, shall we? And then we watched an ITV documentary about the canoe man eating chicken at half one in the morning. This is amazing. This is Spread amazing. Out on the double bed. There wasn't even a table. Yeah. <laughs> By eleven o'clock, I'm knackered. No matter where I am, it's just like I, I don't know what's wrong with me nowadays. From from the years of just being able to stay up all night and have a great time. Now I'm exhausted. I'm very impressed by, by sort of one half one. We've got kids food. and we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely that. Um, <laughs> so going back to what you said earlier, Adjumani, um, yep. that men do report taking more time for themselves. So this was, so I reckon in a survey, if you said who's more into self-care, men or women, the stereotype would be, oh, birds, you know, they, but that is not the case. 74% of people consider self-care to mean taking care of their bodies, while 57% think it means taking a mental break. 39% of men say they consistently make time for self-care, while only 32% of women do. That could be the guilt thing. That you were well, talking yeah, you're about. putting yourself at the bottom of the to-do list. And um, Japan comes in top of the league. So in Japanese culture, taking time out to restore one's 
zen, I suppose. Almost 55% of people value that compared to nearly 40% of people in the UK, USA and um, Australia. So there's almost like a guilt in our cultures. Like a, yeah. It's become dangerously associated with a laziness or lack of productivity. Yeah. What did you do? I had, a bit of, I had a self-care day. Yeah, well, I, I sorted out my books. I took the right, I renovated the house. You know, as though that's opposite of, of self-care, doing. I remember a little while ago, uh, someone saying about how so often when people say, oh, how are you? Busy is the, is the word. That, oh, just busy, busy. And that was kind of the fashion. And actually... Why is being busy the thing that we are all aiming to be? Because yeah. you're actually, you're blocking out the enjoyment part of life and, you know, the, the, the part that we're busy for. You know, we all work so that we get to enjoy time with our family and friends. So I, I, it was really interesting to me that it kind of made me realise that there does need to be a shift and there does need to be a cut-off point when it comes to work so that we can enjoy time for ourselves and time for our family. Plus, I think when looking back to what my me time used to be, I used to think like a walk with the family was a bit of me time. Whereas actually, when you're walking with your kids and your partner, there's probably only about 30 seconds where everything's completely serene. And you look to your partner and go, oh, isn't this great? The rest of it, you're like running after the kids who you've accidentally put on their bikes. You're not on a bike, so you're running after them. Or someone's about to step in dog poo. You know, there's things going on and you're risk assessing the whole time. Um, So I think (laughs) it is important to to make sure that your self-care and your me time is chilled out and that you are able to switch off within that. What are you like at switching off then, Greg? You're quite oh, act- I'm rubbish. Greg, what about you? you you're, you're an actor because you already said your self-care is probably like me. Like I like to do like a, a hit workout. Yeah. I try and get my heart rate up to 177 <laughs> just to see what will happen. And yeah. then try and lift, lift, lift so much weight, my pec jets off across the garden. And then it's back weird, on that, the other that, that desire just to completely and utterly challenge yourself to a point of just ridiculousness. I get this all the time. And you're um, exactly the same. I look at my watch and I'll be like, yeah. I'm nearly at 180 for my heart rate. This is brilliant. Forgetting the fact that I might just keel over any minute now. But no, I, I think I'm probably, as I say, good at getting out the house and just doing something like going for a run. That is the big thing for me. That's how I, I switch off. But how good are you at doing nothing? What about doing nothing? Films, <sighs> like, I'm, a, I'm a reader. I'm very good at I love reading. But I, t- I tend to be moving when I'm reading. I like reading in cars and trains. I'm, I love film. Film for me, that's it. Good film. I can do two, three hours. I can do two films back to back. I, I'm just now trying to think because the problem is that the children seem to control the TV most of the time. By the time they finally go to bed, I'm knackered as well. And it's just yeah. trying to fit in everything else. Do you know what? I don't think I'm great at sitting still. And I think that's just the way I am. And I think the way I was brought up, I was in one of those families where you went on holiday and it was like 7.30 in the morning and you have to be up, you have to be out, going up somewhere. And it was, it was like basically military, like the whole thing, like you're going to go out there, we're going to go see this thing, we're going to do this ridiculous thing, we're going to go see the, the biggest crater in Weymouth. Like, I mean, it was just like ridiculous because it was always like crap holidays. We're not, we're, yeah, they were up for ours, they were pretty rubbish, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably influenced me in quite a, maybe a negative way in that way. I'm, I'm terrible at sitting still. I'm terrible at just switching off and watching. The only thing I will do ever so often when I can, when I get the TV, is I'll watch like a history documentary. I'm quite geeky like that. I like that. I love that. And that's the one thing that I probably can stop and, and, and enjoy. But it's just having that time. I never seem to have the chance just to literally turn on the TV or do something and stop. And then there's always clearing stuff up or doing stuff. Or now it's like taking the kids to football or whatever it might be you realise you just don't really have a chance to stop and think. And that's where, again, I think when I actively go out and do something physical, 
then it means that I get that chance to, to sort of switch off at the same time. I think that's the big thing for me. As much as if I go for a run or lift or whatever else, it's hard work. In the same time, I'm switching off from everything, off, everything else around mm. it. So that seems to work for me. Do you think it's something that can be learned, Giovanna, stillness and chilling? Or do you think it's inborn? I, I know that, that, that we're sequencing our DNA now all the time yeah. on these websites, 23andMe.com. So they know there is a gene for people like me, you know, whose legs always jiggling, I'm always moving. That is a genetic trait. You're born with that. So when I'm at dinner, my knee will be going. I'm I'm, I'm always up and down the stairs. You know, I'm room to... You've either got that... I love ge- this. It means my eight-year-old will never grow out of that is genetic. That is genetic. <laughs> However... Learning to chill the f out, watch a film, pick up a book is something I've honed over the years. Mm. But I wonder, I wonder whether you think it can be taught or learned or improved. I don't know, to be honest. I guess it is that it's finding that thing, isn't it? Whether it is discovering a love of books, discovering meditation, discovering the joy of just sitting. For me, like. The one time that I love sitting, when I go on a book tour, because we all know, when we're like, oh, you've got that, a new book coming quite... out, haven't you? Sorry, you want, tell us about your new so, book. So it's okay, don't you please, worry. Please, please, uh, please. Walking, on, walking on sunshine. Uh, it's the paperback. What is it? Hold on, is it fiction, non-fiction? Come on. It's it's fiction. It's my twelfth book. Bloody so hell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one follows three friends, uh, two women and one man. And they're all at different points in their life and, and kind of going, is this it? Uh, so one uh, the one woman's just got engaged and you think that was, you know, a massive, a, an amazing point in her life. But she's just realised that actually it's the end of all the first dates, the first kisses, all that excitement. So she's kind of going, mm. well, is this it actually for the rest of my life? Um, the other woman is a mother of two and, um, you know, she's constantly... I feel like the, re- uh, the research was quite immediate on some of these characters. <laughs> On, on this one, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, getting fish pie chucked at her and all sorts. Did one of them treading dog poo? I'm not on a bike. <laughs> going out for a walk. <laughs> but she's, you know, she's going through that every day. She's dealing with that stress and kind of going, is this it? Is this, is this it for, for life? Mm. And then the male character has just lost his the love of his life. Um, she passed away and she's actually friends with uh, the, the women as well. So he's he's kind of gone, well, I've, I've had the love of my life and I've experienced that. Is this emptiness? Is this loneliness? Is, is this me? forever is this it uh, so they go on a trek and um as you cool. both know i go on treks with copperfield every year mm-hmm. have done since 2017 and they are the most amazing things ever copperfield is um, the breast cancer charity isn't it breast cancer awareness charity yeah and um and they're, they're just the most amazing thing getting outdoors talking to people letting those barriers down overcoming fears uh, you know doing these challenges that are beyond what you think you're capable of the barriers fall away and you are I guess it, you expose yourself in a way that you can't prepare for. And it's just the most brilliant thing. Uh, so I wanted to put these three friends on this trek uh, so they go uh, on the Laris trek in Peru. It sounds bloody brilliant. But while I've got you on books, yes. I wonder what your uh, opinion was of this sort of self-care being monetized and turned into an industry. I mean, all the things we're talking about are all lovely. It's all about going out for a run, family time, putting on a scented candle, meditating, yeah. eating some, eating a treat food, couple time at me and but there is a darker side to self-care. And... But self-help books have always been available. Like if we yes. look back to like growing up and stuff, they've always been there, you know, how to change your life in seven days or whatever. They're, 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 it's always been that non-fiction category that's that's there. It will be interesting actually to see how in a bookshop, what that space used to be compared to what it is now. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess for some people... 
people find someone who speaks in a way that resonates with them and and, and they will make them change their lives and, you know, take time for themselves in a way that someone else who's got the same message but is saying it differently might not. There's a lot to be said in the area because we are all focusing on it a lot more. Right, we're going to take a quick break there, guys. I'm going to go and light a frankincense candle and just go and high-five a stranger. We'll be back with part two in this discussion of self-care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. 